coming up on Behind the Woman. We are constantly breaking barriers. If you can imagine it, you can do it. To be able to have someone as a theater person who gives voice to a lot of noise. And so I think that it was really important for us um, to really instill that young people are activists. It's not theater for theater's sake. Let's connect what we're doing so that the community gets something out of it. This program is brought to you by the members of WCNY. Thank you. National Grid is proud to support Behind the Woman because of the energy it provides to our community. Welcome to Behind the Woman. Buenas noches and bienvenidos a Detrás de la Mujer. Tonight we sit down with my girl Joanne Yarrow. She's the Director of Community Engagement at Syracuse Stage. She's an actress and she's bringing more of us into the theater. Let's meet Joanne. Hi, I'm Joanne Yarrow and I'm the Director of Community Engagement and Education at Syracuse Stage. I grew up in many different countries. I was born in Colombia, South America, and at one month I left to move to Korea, and then from there I moved to Japan, and Indonesia, and then Galveston, and Texas, then Singapore, and then Miami, and then Singapore, Miami again, then Venezuela, and then back to Miami, and I went to England, and then I went and to Boston, from Boston to Spain, from Spain to Denmark, from Denmark back to New York City, and then New York City to LA, LA to Saratoga Springs, New and York, and then Florida, back to Miami. And I'm here in Syracuse, so there we go. <laughs> when you do move around so much and you know you can make friends for five minutes and then you've just made a friend and then you have to pick up and go. As you know, as James Baldwin says, you know, when you're somebody of a of a creative spirit, especially as a child, you need to find what other kid thinks like you and where do you belong. So I think that as a kid, I was almost afraid to say hey, I'm, I'm not from here. And that's, you know, that it was very isolating. Then I found theater. And then I, when I found the dance studio, because I went in, I started in dance. And in dance, you don't have to speak. You just have to move. <laughs> when you came in. <laughs> Brad, my husband, and I met doing, he interviewed me for my first job in New York City um, to work for a theater company. One of the things that we discovered about ourselves is that Brad's family has also moved all over the world. So Brad's kind of a gypsy kid, too. And um, so I think that there was an affinity when, like, two gypsies kind of go, oh, you get what it's like to move around a lot. And, oh, you also do theater. And then, um, and then I have a, a daughter named Lily and a son named Ethan. And, um, and they're... They're, they're the best things ever. For our kids, it's like normal to go to the theater, like any theater. It doesn't matter whether it's a ballet or the symphony or whatever. It's like, eh, whatever, we're going to the theater. Who cares? It's like rote, right? Imagine if other kids and adults could feel that way, that it's the same going to the theater as it is going to a movie. You know, it's not, it's not a big deal. Syracuse is an amazing community. It's amazing. 
It's so cosmopolitan. It's so international. It's it's so deep rooted in tradition, and it's and and it's so hungry for something alive and new. It has all these wonderful juxtapositions, but the one thing that no matter where you come from, people believe in this city. They believe in something can be better. They fight for this city, and they're ruthless about fighting for this city, and that's exciting. It's definitely uh, a thriving, amazing place that always is you know, striving to be better and striving to create new voices all the time. So for, for me, that's very, very exciting because I want to be able to go and experience that and then be able to say, oh, well then, when you're ready, you come over to my house. I'll have food, it's awesome, it'll be great. And let's talk about these things that are important to you and maybe I can find a story that you can relate to with. Maybe we need to just create a story together. To be able to have someone as a theater person who gives voice to a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise that's created. And what an artist can do is take that noise and filter it so that we can hear clearly what it is that we all want. And I think people want to be heard. And, and um, so we want to be a part of that, we want to share that. It's not theater for theater's sake. Let's connect what we're doing so that the community gets something out of it. So tell us about that. How your journey mm -hmm. to here in so, theater. Um, to here. So my journey, so I started off, like I said, I, my grandparents were in Colombia. They didn't speak English. So the only books in there were Shakespeare. So my entering into, I had to read Shakespeare because there was nothing else and there was no TV and there was nothing of that sort. So I started getting into literature and I love literature because mm -hmm. you, you disappear into literature. And then I started getting into dance. And then theater is all the arts. Theater right. is dance. Theater is visual arts. It's painting, it's set design, it's lighting, it's music, mm -hmm. it's everything. So I get to play. Um, with every art form, right. I get to play and collaborate with all kinds of artists, which is mm. what I love, playwrights and um, designers and all these really, and I get to play in different languages. I get, to, I get to literally kind of go and explore another culture by doing a production. Mm. So, and it, it could be any kind of culture. I, I did a piece based on Japanese folk tales, and, and that was a whole other world that I walked into, and I got to work with the world's best shakuhachi player, which is the, a flautist who plays the sound of the human voice with his flute. Um, and I got to work with Olympic boxers. And I got to do a play about <laughs> boxing and pre-Muhammad Ali. And wow. I didn't even know what a jab was when I started. I'm like, I walked into the boxing now, gym can, going. Can you like show us some skills while you're boxing? I don't want to hurt you. Okay, all right. Well, listen, <laughs> I'm not going to fight you on that one. <laughs> But that um, sounds magical. It is. It is. It's magical. And I think as someone that grew up performing in like my grandparents' mm -hmm. living room. Yeah. Right? It's like the ability to like transform spaces mm -hmm. right into this space that speaks mm -hmm. to a group of people, whether you're doing that on stages in Japan, as you said, yeah. or in Miami or in Chile or wherever. I learned how to do that in my parents' living room. And you can't fake this stuff. I think people say, oh, you do theater acting. 
oh, that's pretending. No, there's nothing pretending about it. No. It's about authenticity. Mm -hmm. You can't fake music. You can't fake a painting. Or when and you can't fake acting. Right. You, you have to be authentic about who we are and the experience of being human. Mm -hmm. And that's really all it is at the end of the day. And, that, and there's a lot of work that goes into that. Mm -hmm. Right? So and part of what this whole space is about is like having women like you tell their stories and so that those watching mm -hmm. can maybe learn a little bit more, maybe receive a little bit more inspiration about like pursuing this type of thing. And I think when it comes to the arts, people look at it and they make all types of assumptions about the amount of work that it's poured into yeah. it. Well, there is a lot of work that is poured into right. it. Right. Yeah, there is. I think that the assumption, my favorite line is, I was talking to this guy on the phone, and he's like, oh, I really wanted to be an actor, but I didn't want to be starving. I'm like, friend, I'm not starving. I need to go on a <laughs> diet. I'm not starving. <laughs> You're eating part right? of it. I have lived my whole life doing theater, mm -hmm. right? I haven't done anything but do theater. Mm -hmm. And I think that I've dedicated. See, there's the difference. You know, it's that, it's the, it's the quote where, you know, two women are looking at a painting and one woman says to the other, I would give my life to paint like that. And the other woman said, I did. Mm. You see? Yeah. One is the hope to, and one is to do. For you who's done it and you've lived it, what would you say to a young woman who is aspiring to do this? Well, the wonderful thing about this, whether it be film or television or theater, you know, the performing arts, is that you have to live life, right? Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy working with people who get into this later in life mm -hmm. because they have a lot of experience of life, right? This is life. You know, it's, it's skewed, it's a metaphor of, it is, you know, you take the camera lens and it takes you to a different spot. But the reality is, number one, A, it's never too late to start. It's yeah. never too late to change your mind. You can change your mind tomorrow about anything you want. Right. You can wake up in the morning and say, hey, I want to be a doctor today. And, and you do it. And you try it. Right. Right. And yes, do you have to go through eight years of medical school? Yeah, do it. It's Why better than eight years of doing nothing and thinking right. about it, right? Right. And being miserable in the job you're already in. Absolutely. Right? So Absolutely. go do something. And we love to live in the space of the complaint. Because, you know, if I hold on to this complaint where I get to say things don't work out for me, my life isn't this, blah, 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 then I get to be the victim of my own life. And mm -hmm. if I'm the victim of my own life, then I'm not responsible for anything I do in life. It's all about what life does to me. Right? Mm -hmm. Let that go. Right? If you let that go, what is possible? Imagine the possibility. Anything. Right. See, that's a great part about being an artist. Mm -hmm. I, I was, you know, when you're an artist, the blank, the slate is blank, right. and you paint on it. The stage is empty, and then you act on it. Mm -hmm. Well, you wake up every morning, and your day is completely empty, and then you create upon it. Mm. That's it. And every day is like that, and every year is like that. Mm -hmm. But then... There, there's, there, there, that's exciting, but then that also means that whatever it is you paint, you're responsible for it. You're responsible for it. Mm, so there's a whole um, other. other thing, and gosh, I don't want to be responsible. I want to blame it on you. <laughs> don't blame my, it on My me. life didn't go well today. <laughs> I'm going to call you up and blame you for it. No. You go out and... Go out and, 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 and be excited to fail. You know, I'm, I'm doing, directing a piece right now on Annie Easley. And she was the, one of the important people, African-American woman, worked for NASA, who 
really did all the calculations for how the Centaur rocket was going to take a man to the moon. Mm. But it, the reason they called on us, because the, her, because is that the rocket kept failing, it kept exploding. It's not like we went to the moon and it was like, oh, first time, perfect. Right. No, cost millions of dollars, rockets blew up all over the place, people were hurt, but we went to the moon. And it's almost like we need to watch that footage every morning. That if we can go to the moon, I mean, we get on an airplane, we totally take it for granted that we are in the sky. We are constantly breaking barriers. We are constantly every day. If you can imagine it, you can do it. Right, right. And then, but then don't be scared of that. Mm. Don't be scared of your own imagination. Don't. Right? Mm. It's there. Dance with it. Dance with it. It's your partner. That's your, I love that. Joanne is a ball of passion, and she's passionate about helping community members, artists, and Syracuse University students find their truest self, particularly on stage. And then she uses that work to transform communities. Here's her latest project being performed at a local school. But just for the run, just be conscious right now of timing. And then when we do notes, We'll actually work that little section out. And you guys are both warmed up vocally, good to go? Yes. Good. Yes. Yes. All right, when you're ready, thank you. Float like a butterfly. I said float like a butterfly. Float like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. Sting like a bee. I am the greatest. I am the greatest. Because I am me. So we are at H.W. Smith Middle School right now and um, getting ready for a, a performance um, to do So Journey to the Truth for about 250 middle schoolers. So Journey to the Truth was created um, when we met Robert Shetterly, who did these amazing portraits that you see here about important activists, activists that we should know about. Maybe we know about these people historically, but we don't know, for example, about Muhammad Ali and his role as an activist, or Sojourner Truth, or Tarana Burke. And so I think that it was really important for us um, to really instill that young people are activists. And we partnered with Nambi Kelly, Daniel Carlton, who they themselves are artists and activists, and really sat down and said, what is the question? Like, how do we inspire young people that they are really our hope? They are really the ones that are gonna be changing the world. We have to tell them that they are the truth. We have to tell them that they can do anything that they wanna do, that they know that they're being lied to, and, and they can swim against that current. So I think it's really to instill some hope in these young people and these middle schoolers before they reach high school and really say, this is the time where you get to form who you say you're gonna be in the world. And we wanna inspire their grit, inspire their courage, and, and also let them know that they're not alone, that they have a support system around them. Every time we step onto that stage and we connect with one of these students, like that to me is what this is about. Um, and it, it feels so awesome to just get to go to different spaces and connect with different students um, and leave them with a piece of history and a piece of us. And um, I'm absolutely so grateful to have done it with this amazing team. This was such an amazing experience to be able to tell the story representing um, minorities, plus like what's going on in this world. Like this, this 
play this new play that has never been done before, but it has so much in it. And and I I was so eager to tell the story every time. So you've got the power to make change in the small ways. You can't wait for truth from someone else to start the change. Middle school, we think, is, again, that very fragile time of development um, where we really want to talk, again, into their grit, into inspiring them. And these are the people who are going to build our community. But even more important than that, we need to listen to them because they have the answers and they they see and know more than we give them credit for. So to be able to give them this kind of platform to say, hey, we wanna, we wanna be able to speak your language and we wanna be able to represent your thoughts and we wanna be able to go out there and represent you in the community, right? I think that they see themselves on this stage and maybe be inspired to continue to discuss this or, or invent the next new thing or really have the courage to say, I really know how to change the world at 12. Samantha Smith was 11 years old when she went to Russia and she spoke at the UN at 12, right? That's who we're talking to. We're talking to these young people who really are smarter and savvier than most adults we know. So, Let's go back to this Annie Easley mm -hmm. piece. Um, we talked about it mm. a couple of weeks ago, and I got really excited because I am falling in love with the idea of bringing voice and stories to life that tell untold stories. Right. Right. Tell a past that most folks probably do not imagine. So how many of us learned about um, going to the moon mm -hmm. and Neil Armstrong being a part of that process? Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, but we never think about the Annie Easleys who's behind all of that. I think the movie Hidden Figures right. kind of um, brought that topic to light quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But then we just saw all of the three hidden figures, but there's so many more. And it's yeah. like this, and this production is going to explore that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that... We're constantly reinventing history, constantly, because every time you go back to history, there's all these people that you've left out, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, it's only one person's perspective, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. and, and depending on that person's culture is whatever that perspective is. You know, right. if, if you look at, you know, oh, well, we Columbus Day, right? Well, on the part of, you know, the Europeans, hey, it's Columbus Day, right? But if you're a Native American, it's a whole different day, right? Right. And in terms of Annie Easley, what's really, I mean, again, this is what I love about theater. All of a sudden, I'm in the world of rocket science. You know, it's awesome. I, it's, it's, it's just a wonderful experience. But the big thing is, is that really equating um, intelligence, innovation, um, and people who have really given to the society that they are people of color. And that is how the tapestry needs to change. Right. The tapestry needs to now add color because mm -hmm. we teach things and we forget that there are other elements to all of those, right. to that history. Right. And, um, and I think that we are already doing that. Mm -hmm. We just need to be more proactive in doing that because kids need to know 
that the that history, African American history, Latino history, all that history is a history of kings and queens and rulers and mathematicians and astronauts and this, and that they can see that and know that and know that that is who they are. Because what does that do to one's imagination? Right. And it gets you out of I am lesser than, which again goes back to it's all those things that we say to ourselves, we create our own myths. So that myth of the starving artist is just that. It's a myth. It's a story. Mm. Somebody said it, and I believed it. Mm. You are lesser than. Somebody said it, you believe it. If you don't believe it, now what? Right. If you turn around and say, no. Mm. It's like me saying, Johanna, you're so short. Oh my god, what if I believe that? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be walking around. You'd be like, oh my God, I'm so right. short and I'm never going to get a chance in life, right? Right, right. oh my God, my world will be totally, totally upside down. But I, I hear that and I hear the opportunities to step into spaces to kind of reimagine. Mm -hmm. So there's the opportunity to pursue the art, mm -hmm. right? There's an opportunity also to go and be a part of it as an audience member. Yes. Um, and so the piece that you are working on, when will the opportunity come for those that want to be a spectator and well, watch it? Well, the when lovely part of this, this is part of Syracuse Stage. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm new to Syracuse, and Syracuse Stage created this really beautiful position. Mm -hmm. It's brand new, which is community engagement. Mm -hmm. And what two wonderful words, right? Community and engagement. So. Um, this is a program that has already existed, which is called Backstory, taking someone that no one knows about um, or is not as heard of and bringing it to the community, taking it to schools, taking it to libraries, um, taking it to community centers and doing these performances. So the actress plays Annie Easley as Annie Easley does a whole show and then students get to ask her questions as Annie Easley. Mm. So not only does she have to memorize all these lines and, and the whole production, but she really needs to know Annie, Annie Easley because she is going to be Annie Easley. And that's exciting, you know, yeah. for, for the artist. But it's also exciting for these kids because, you know, what we were just talking about, fail up. That's Annie Easley. You know, what mm. we're t her mother said, you can be anything you want to be. You just got to work hard at it. Now, she said that to Annie Easley in 1955, she's from Birmingham, Alabama, like where does that come from that she says that to her and this, and guess what, and she believes it. She ends up being valedictorian of her school. She ends up studying pharmacy. She picks up a newspaper and says, oh look, NASA's hiring, or NACA at the time, is hiring human, com human computers. I'm going to go do that. Mm. She, never get, she never was her own obstacle. And her best line is, if I can't work with you, I will work around you. Listen now, Annie easily doesn't said a word. Yeah. <laughs> because what that does, and I think this is where coming together, sitting mm -hmm. down on the sofa with women, um, and talking about what it is to be doing to reinforce that message of, I will work around you. Yeah. I will create my own space. I will create my own opportunities. And I don't really need your permission. No. And it, it's been a wonderful process. Um, we got to work with a, 
with a local uh, playwright, mm -hmm. Stephanie Leary. Has, you know, we were just working this week on the, the work. We get to work with SU actors. We get to, it's really lovely. It's, it's just these, the whole community starts to get together mm -hmm. around this, this particular uh, project. But again, it should, be in, it should be about 2018. And when you start to hear what's happening in 1962 and go, wait a minute, how different are we? How much have we grown? Are we exactly the same? Mm. And theater gives us that opportunity to constantly look at ourselves in time and in any time and say, stop it. You know, you can shift, you can change, you can do something different. Right. And it should inspire action. You know, when we watch something, we should want to get up and, and be different that next morning and paint that different picture in our day. So we're gonna finish winding down. Let's wind down. Let's wind down. <laughs> and wake up tomorrow. Yeah, it's a brand new day. And brand new day and paint a new picture. Mm -hmm. I love it. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Joanne, thank you for helping me be my truest self. We hope Joanne's journey has helped you think about how you can be your truest self. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Woman, and we hope the king and queen in you is shining a little bit brighter tonight. Next week on Behind the Woman. As human beings, we have the capacity to learn so much. What a shame if we don't take advantage of that. Like, there's no reason that we shouldn't. I like to do things that people don't think that I can do. Don't be afraid to push yourself, and don't be afraid to feel uncomfortable. That's where we see, like, growth in ourselves. This girl wouldn't let me jump rope with her, and I asked her why, and she said, because you're black. And I said, well, you're white, so let me jump rope with you. I think we're phenomenal. We are phenomenal. So, and I feel like we need more of us. This program is brought to you by the members of WCNY. Thank you. VIP Structures, 45 years of integrated solutions offering architecture, engineering, construction, and development. VIP, creating sustainable structures designed and built to enrich neighborhoods and strengthen communities. Experience the creative, collaborative difference at VIP. National Grid is proud to support Behind the Woman because of the energy it provides to our community.